multiverse theory of deja vu. There are infinite amounts of you, and when you experience deja vu, there's the universe you're in and another version of you, and they just so happen to intersect and line up at that point in time, even though time is an illusion. What's up, everybody? It's with Mike and Rad. Not your mom and dad, but Mike and Rad. What's going on, man? Not too much. Oh, just a reminder to... Uh, never mind, I'm not going to do that. No. Right. I know, was that terrible? That was terrible. No, it wasn't terrible. It was uh, as good as it's going to get. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so... <laughs> Let's um, let's let's just uh, let's 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 uh, let's get into it. Um, I right. just want to bring up uh, something that you mentioned in the last episode, uh, at the very beginning of it. Actually, we were talking about you being um, disabled, abled, <laughs> disabled, abled. Yeah, and you were very confident that you were already a week in with your with your injury. Um, you're like, yeah, that's it. I'm doing this next week. And then I'm going back to work, back to the workforce and all that shit. Uh, how's that going? Yeah. Uh, they looked at it and said it got worse, not better. So, you know, that's the opposite of healing. And, uh, yeah, got another two weeks of detention for now, but I'm also taking it way more easy like the doctor first told me that i could like walk around in this boot do stuff with this boot on in fact if your work didn't care you could go to work in the boot without any restrictions except for you know doing physical parts of like climbing ladders and doing stuff like that and my work is you know that's a big part of my job i gotta be able to walk around and carry stuff uh you know go up a ladder every now and then and uh turns out that the doctor was kind of bullshitting me a little bit about the walking around like everything's normal it's just gonna heal um i really should have been sitting on my ass with my foot up in the air like 90 percent of the day and that uh isn't that a Nicki minaj song sitting on my ass with my foot in the air <laughs> with my bum ass foot <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the prognosis is negative. I have to continue to hobble around being disabled, you know, not being able to to work, not being able to lift and I, I mean I was I was detailing my car and changing wheels and doing brakes and stuff. And uh I probably shouldn't have been doing that. So the whole the whole place is a mess, you know, I can't mow the lawn. Uh, you got limited income, so now it's not the time to start like, you know, oh, let's hire a landscaper, you know, let's get a pool boy and let's, uh, you know, let's spend a lot of money on stuff. It's, I got to tighten my belt and, uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. Cause I had, I was being all positive, like, eh, you know, a week or two and I'll, everything will be cool. And it's just, uh, yeah, I guess it's just sad. It's, yeah. I mean, it's all what you make of it. If anything, um, you can see it as a blessing in disguise. Because um, now we're doing our podcast. Yeah, we were going to do this anyway. It's terrible. <laughs> you, you know? We had to wait till you got injured in order to start this thing. Kind of helped motivate the forward progress on it. I'm not going to lie. It definitely did. Yeah. Along with other things, like uh, I got back into um, taking care of my vehicles, like doing maintenance and like more detailed cleaning and organization. Um, yeah. I overlook that just because I'm in and out. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And, you know, you just you get in, you drive, you come back and it's like, 
who cares if the car is clean and who cares if like, you know, everything's dialed in perfectly and it's just given me some more time to kind of like clean house kind of like mentally and physically just kind of like assessing things looking down the road like what where do i want to be putting my energy in in my free time because now i have all the free time in the world and it is i it's <clears> like <throat> being in prison at times you know it's like there's only so many activities i can do to kind of distract myself so i'm like really focusing in on what are the most important things to do and uh yeah it's uh yeah i'm figuring it out i mean there's 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 a lot there's a lot that needs to be done just in general in life like it's staying busy is actually not hard to do it's really hard to be bored like it's mentally exhausting to be physically bound and being told like yeah you can't walk around you gotta sit on your ass and do nothing I'm, i know there's probably millions of americans who just wake up turn on their computer and sit at a desk in their own bedroom and perform a job for hours but they don't there's two ways they do that they either balance it with exercise and outside time or they just become fat useless blobs the mental problems i imagine fuck you man you're talking about me i i i, I get you sitting no, on my you computer can... in my bedroom i get fuck you man <laughs> no. no i'm kidding but as you were saying i'm like you're starting to think that's, that's what i do that's wait a minute i don't have to leave the house no but you yeah dude you get out yeah you've always gotten out even when you didn't have to you went out just oh. so everybody knows mike Mike is a, he's a secret outdoorsman, like a closeted, heavily Secret outdoorsman, man. (laughs) He would go camping by himself just to test out his camping gear. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing to do, especially when it was during the pandemic. That was, uh, that was when uh, the, uh, the culmination of all the knowledge I was collecting from all those videos and shit. That stuff I should have retained back in the Boy Scouts. I could have, I could have known all my knots already and fucking all <laughs> yeah. this shit. Now I got to relearn it? God damn it. Yeah, I actually, I, I stuck with Boy Scouts uh, all the way up to the point where I was just a little bit shy of becoming an Eagle Scout. And it was right around that time I had my driver's license. I had a car and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, that's I I made it right before that too. It's like that, like you know, do you continue it or like? It, I guess that also kind of like defines who you end up being, maybe at a point. Because if you did continue it, like you would have yeah. missed out on all the other they, you know, stuff. Where it actually drove me away was it went from being let's do some really like next level camping adventures, like we're gonna go hike this place. I forget what it's called. It's out in like Arizona. It's like a 100-mile backpacking hike. Like, you literally just throw on your backpack and you go. There's no nothing. It's you're out there. And it went from that used to be something everybody would aspire to. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, once you're, like, 15 or 16, you get to qualify to go on this, like, 100-miler. It's going to be a blast. And then when I was, like, 15, like, basically, I'm in high school. And going through all the motions, they just started, like, dumbing things down. Um I made the cutoff to be in this thing called the Order of the Arrow, which is like a secret club. You do community work. Uh, you, you, you rebuild campsites. You rebuild trails. But you also get like uh, you get to go into. So if there's a campground, you could go and camp at like the private campground, which is on the other side of the lake. And nobody knows if you're setting off fireworks or having bonfires or whatever the hell you're doing. It used to be all the illicit shit. You know, like kids back were in the seventies and eighties, somebody brought some whiskey or something from their dad. You know, that was like the cool kids club. Like you, you had to prove yourself by like literally starving and not eating for an entire day and doing uh, like rebuilding a, a whole campground for like 24 hours. And then right after I did that, they like banned all that shit. They're like, you can't haze people. You can't not feed these kids. 
and make them work for free. Like you can't do that. And then they're also, they also changed the rules on how to be an Eagle scout. You could be like 14 years old, just do all the merit badges, have your parents do all the projects for you. And then there you go. You're Eagle scout. Like they made it like it was nothing. And I was like, all right, this shit just got pussified. I'm out. Like, this is no longer about learning skills and doing hard things and being like, uh, actually earning respect as a leader. So all the younger kids that were younger than me were getting their Eagle Scouts and their projects were weak. And like, they weren't leaders. They didn't really live up to that. Like, it's supposed to be something that's like really, really special that like only a few people can achieve. And they made it like a participation trophy. And that's, that's when I was like, there is no reason for me. I don't want that. I, what, I, I was like, let's say like 80% there. All I had to do was like a project and kind of lead all these other kids and i was like no i'm not giving you guys that satisfaction you guys suck you're gonna be able to do this no problem and that for that reason it's meaningless like it used to be if you wrote on like a job application that you were an eagle scout they'd be like jesus christ this guy's almost military like it's some serious respect like a congressman or senators would write you congratulation letters like you're a proud american now, now it's like oh you got the eagle scout that's cool i uh I did the archery badge. <laughs> it's like the same thing. <laughs> it, it no longer has that meaning, at, you know, and I, that's, but yeah, when you were camping and everything, man, self-taught is always better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely find yourself because everybody, you do the same shit, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the skill, I guess, but you do it in your own way and form and it's like trying to conform to someone else. This, this is how I do it. Well, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just not using my right hand. I'm using my left hand and whatever, but a lot of it is uh you know, when I when I actually when yeah, when we were younger, you know, that age to be in like cub scouts and boy scouts, there wasn't YouTube. There wasn't this like sure there was libraries and encyclopedias and probably a large amount of books about survival, but your brain's not there. You actually got to get out there and do it. And that's what that was then. Now it's like, you want to go camping? You go camping with your kids and some friends and you guys just, you know, you trial by error, just figure it out. And then you you Google it. (laughs) Totally agree on that. That's it. When we were in that, there was no YouTube and and any of that stuff Um, like that. You ever see the movie short circuit too? With the robot Johnny five, I'm alive. Yeah, I've seen them both. He One craved he craved input, and he would read things really fast and then learn it. Yeah. That's yeah. like how YouTube is now. It's like, oh, I want to learn something, and you go oh. and you fucking input. <laughs> <laughs> Need more data. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's you're just it's just constant flow of information from Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. You know, some of it's just not useful information, but. Depends on what you're looking at, what you retain. I see a lot of people in professional trades and like mechanics, electricians, and they're like, if you don't know how to do something, YouTube it. It's there. And it's like, it used to be a joke, like you're the YouTube mechanic or you're the YouTube, or would you learn that on YouTube? Now it's actually like, there's information and video there. As long as you sort through it and take the good advice, you're actually going to learn something. But a couple of years ago, it used to be a joke. Like, oh, would you watch a video on that on YouTube? And it's like, yeah, actually, I did. And that, I, that guy, I'm doing it better than that guy because I found a better way. Yeah. Like, that's the evolution of things. It's like that's uh, nobody wants to read a book anymore and learn how to do something. You could just skip to the movie. Well, that you know? I mean, that's the thing, too, because it's like you, you got to, you know, it seems like I'm advocating for, for video over reading, but. It's like you can sit there and you can flip through a page. Number one, you got to find the book that you're looking for. If there is one, you got to get it secondhand or whatever the case may be. It's just so easy when you can take out your, you know, $1,200 computer out of your pocket and look it up instead of wasting time going somewhere and finding what you're looking for and then maybe find it and then going back and doing it when you can just do it right then and there. When I bought my truck and... I put the radio in it. I'm like, remember what? I had them send me the wiring harness because I'm like, I'm not wiring this shit. I'm like, I used to do that. I don't want to do that shit anymore. Yeah. And 
to pop off the, the, the trim for the old radio and do all that shit. And I fucking YouTube. If I went on YouTube, I found a video how to do all that shit. What would have taken me probably an hour or two took me like 45 minutes. And it was, it was, you know, I can get back to doing my other shit, like looking at stupid, useless information on YouTube What's and TikTok. What's actually really hilarious is this is more specific to cars than really any other uh, trade, but it probably is applicable in many, many situations. But, uh, for example, when you go to work on a car at a car dealership as a dealership mechanic, they have this all data screen that'll tell you, you know, all the processes basically step by step they'll give you exploded diagrams of like every part. And they'll be like, Oh, you want to change this part? Okay. Remove it and replace it. And you know, it'll show like a whole diagram where all the bolts go and you know, what size they are and as much specifics as you want. What it doesn't tell you is how you get to it or what you have to remove to get to it. And nine, a lot, tons of mechanics will agree that when they see a situation like that, where the, the, the engineers didn't blueprint it correctly, they go to YouTube. They watch somebody else do it, and there's like three or four different ways to do it. So sometimes on like a truck, for example, if you got to change a fuel pump, they'll tell you to drop the fuel tank. On a pickup truck, you take four bolts out and you just take the bed off. So it's like a backdoor way to like get the same job done. And if you don't know those things from experience, you're going to find them by watching a video versus just reading the technical manual. And that's like, that goes on and on and on with uh, so many different situations. Like just even, even in like construction, like the process of how to uh, go through all the steps of like building a bathroom or something. There's a hundred guys who will do it wrong. If they just sit there and read all these specific instructions, if you, yeah, that's, you gotta be experiencing your well, trade. That, that's also, well, I mean, yeah, experience, but it's also, you know, trial and error. You know, people don't nail shit right off the bat, you know, and you kind of figure out what you did wrong and, and whatnot. But that could be costly. That could either cost time. It's going to cost money. You know, it's seeing someone do it and do it right as opposed to learning it from books or this and that. I mean, obviously it's like that, but you're also not getting that, like, satisfaction of failure or, you know, success through failure it's actually nice seeing videos of people doing stuff that like say it's a project you're into and you're watching somebody do uh the process like whatever it is if it's like uh, for example i know you've built your own 3d printer so you know it comes with some instructions probably half chinese maybe none maybe just an exploded diagram maybe it's like ikea and there's a guy with a hammer like hammer this to that but once you do it you figure out all those details like why do i have extra parts now or what do i need to do but if you watch somebody build one and they fuck it up or they do something stupid like they're just like yeah this says to tighten it this much but i'm just gonna send it you're like all right watching that guy fuck it up i'm gonna make sure i don't do that i think a a pretty interesting example what i'm really trying to say is like i I watched a video of a guy I i need to replace a fuel line in my van and you're supposed to drop the fuel tank to do it. There's just, there's no other shortcut. This guy takes a fucking metal shears right above the fuel tank and he's cutting the floor of the van out to make a fucking door to get to the fuel line. And I'm like, all right, definitely not doing that. Definitely not hacking apart the floor of the truck just to change a line when it's a couple bolts and you drop it. It's the harder thing to do, but you kind of get to sort through some bullshit and actually choose your own adventure. Whereas like uh, an encyclopedia <laughs> an encyclopedia or a very specific engineering manual will only give you the 100% correct, correct way to do it. But there's other shortcuts. They're like, you could do the hacky move. You could do the easy way. Or you could go the super technical way. Like, that's actually what I think is the coolest thing about looking things up on projects you're working on is seeing all the different categories of people and how they approach them. And then you kind of get to choose your technique, which is also applicable to the situation. Like, if you're out in the middle of the woods and you got to craft something, every shortcut is seconds and minutes of life, potentially, where an overcomplicated way could be life or death. So 
you know, the, it's it's nice to have like it's it's an abundance of redundant information. Like you know how many people have woodworking channels on YouTube, you know, all of this. This never it's never enough because there's always different approaches to it. Yeah, everybody's got a different way of how they go about it. Work smarter, not harder. Do it this way. Do it that way. Look, if you use your butt cheeks, it acts as a grip. I watched some mountain climb, mountain climbing videos where the the people are doing these obstacle courses mm-hmm. that they use their butt cheeks for grip. Sometimes, put your one leg out. Mm-hmm. And you put your other butt against a rock, and look now you got like like a wedge. Arms, yeah, yeah, wedges. You wedge yourself. Yep. Yeah, Watched a girl give herself a wedgie. That's where wedges came from. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Shit. <sighs> All right. Um, looks like we got some things to talk about. We've had some things to talk about, so that was a good uh, intro to the episode. Yeah don't uh, don't ever don't ever let me try to tell you I got nothing to talk about. Serious. I was like, let's do this later, Mike. It's too early. <laughs> no, see, I told you, once we get rolling, it's all downhill. And you said it was up. It only goes up. <laughs> now it goes downhill. I did say it only goes up. We can only go up from here. Now you're like, oh, it's all downhill. <laughs> like, well, up, whatever. Yeah, whatever. uphill would be a battle. Downhill would be easier. Yeah, I meant up like in quality content i don't fucking know whatever anyway deja vu <laughs> rad i'm assuming uh you've experienced deja vu at some point or another in your life i think everybody has yeah. and they don't know it's it's a weird feeling do you think everybody has do you or do you think there's like like a like a handful of people out there who have never experienced deja vu I would be more interested in hearing about the people who have not experienced it because I I feel like it's a like an innate uh mental phenomenon that that's either common to the human brain or part of something outside of our control. I mean it very well could be. I, I feel you, like people yeah. who who haven't experienced it which kind of goes with my theory I, I guess um are either on the path that they're supposed to be taking or that's just there's no other iteration of them that follows that same path now what i'm talking about is in in one of my inebriated states i came up with the idea of uh, multiverse theory of deja vu. And by that, I mean, uh, so you experience deja vu. Oh, I've been here before, you know, whatever you want to call it, glitch in the matrix. Uh, this particular theory focuses on the multiverse where there are infinite amounts of you living some weird life in any iteration variant, however you want to call it. And when you experience deja vu, one of those infinite yous out there kind of, I guess, is almost duplicate of the life you're living in this universe, and they sort of intersect. So at that moment in time when you experience that deja vu, there's the universe you're in and another version of you, and they just so happen to intersect and line up at that point in time, even though time is an illusion. You, you, we've yeah. talked about this before, and every time we kind of get into one of these like crazy idea, uh, every every time it's something new. There's something new, and in my mind, the pathway, uh, the way you're talking about it, for what I'm thinking of is, so you make a choice at some point in your life, and it forks, and now. For whatever reason, let's just call it the multiverse or whatever. You got these two lines that you go into. 
And then anytime it forks back, that's the deja vu. So it's like, it doesn't, it could be like you're saying multiverse, like there's different universes operating all the same time. It could also be like uh, a more spiritual thing. Like, Oh no, I decided to smoke weed. Oh, now I'm doing drugs. Oh no, now I'm homeless. Oh, so you're branching off. And then as you branch yeah. back, it's like, oh, you got the job promotion. It's like, I've been here before. And you it's line like, no, it back up. Right. no, we're, we're back. Like the, that it's like, oh, we've, ex- well, I mean, I don't know if that's really explaining deja vu at all, but I feel like something about the, when it, uh, your, your path, like you were saying your pathway in life, like your choices, when it comes back, that's when, uh, maybe, I, I don't think that's not scientific at all. It's all speculative, but the the fact that two two versions, the way you're talking about it, kind of operating, and then when when they both operate the same, I mean, could it, could that be it? I don't know if that's it. Are you? I, it looks like you're you're like intently looking at something. Are you <laughs> looking up like the definition of uh? Yeah. Um. It says apparently there are two types of deja vu. Um, two types of deja vu are recognized. The pathological deja vu, usually associated with epilepsy, or that which, when unusually prolonged or frequent, or associated with other symptoms such as hallucinations. So that's pretty interesting. So it has to do, it's associated with epilepsy. That's the other thing I was thinking too, is that it's more of like a, a brain damage thing. Like you think you're here already mm. because you're stupid. Like your brain is glitching. Like it's not Maybe. a glitch in the world. It's a glitch in your brain. Being like, didn't I do this already? But it's a good feeling. Maybe you know? an indicator of neurological or psychiatric illness. Well, fuck. You've experienced it, correct? Oh yeah, multiple times. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> That's crazy. Again. Whoa. That was weird. <laughs> I feel like we just did that. But yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of my take on it. It's whatever. I mean, scientists are over here like, yeah, hey, you're, you got fucking something wrong with your brain, which. That's not a. It's, that's not bad. I'd say maybe lead poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> you've drank too much uh, tap water. Yep, the drinking water. Super fun sites. We used to play in super fun sites. We're in New Jersey. They're everywhere. Basically, any park is like well, we can't build a house there. It's dangerous. <laughs> Make it yep. a park. Let yep. the kids play there. It's too much lead detergents in the water and soil. And we're like, yeah, yeah, what's that? A thermometer? Kids used to take the mercury out of thermometers and play with it like it was fun. Like that, my older sister would tell me, she's like, yeah, you break it, though. It's magical metal. And it's like, wow, that's like super poisonous. Yeah. Well, again, that that all goes back to the, um, you know, the flow of information. Had you, you know, looked that up before uh, cracking that thing open, you know, like, hey, is it dangerous to open up a fucking thermometer oh it is i'm not gonna do that and then the one kid who fucking opens it up plays with it and then drinks it he's like the mayor or something (laughs) like people used to just fall into positions of power and importance with next to no brain power it was just uh you were not wrong about that you know it's like it's it's harder now to achieve great well maybe it's not but Way back in the day, if you were just like a tall dude with a deep voice and you were very confident and you got a lot of, uh, you did very well with the ladies, people were like, that guy should be president. Look how many women he banged. <laughs> That's <laughs> that a confident guy. man. That is a confident man. You could just slap that woman and, and lit up that cigar like nothing. The motherfucker's got wooden teeth. Promote him. <laughs> <laughs> Promote him to run this country. Wow, he's got syphilis. Part of his skull is missing. That guy should be a congressman. Yep. And they were. 
Now it's like, ah, oh, he's got dementia. We feel bad for him. Let's make him president. <laughs> <laughs> and it all goes back to the Boy Scouts participation awards, man. <laughs> like, ah, we'll give it to him. He spent yeah. so many years as a senator. He deserves it. <laughs> he lied so much. Just look at the look, look, look at him back in the eighties, just lying about his education. Oh, wow. he deserves That's... this. We could go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> We're not going to, because that's not this kind of show. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I just generally feel like anyone who's a politician in Delaware is sneaky, because that's the only state where they don't... You can, you can run corporations tax-free. It's where the banks are. Every bank runs out of Delaware. Well, yeah, what's what's the fuck Delaware? What's what's special about it? Yeah, what's, you know, the play tax the advantages. It, the, I know, but like, you know, here's the, here's a clip from Wayne's World. Oh, that was a funny clip from Wayne's World. <laughs> Wait, what did you just do? It's for post for when I can put a video up of the clip of Wayne's World that I'm talking about. This one. That's still funny the second time watching it. <laughs> Can you describe it for yeah, me? Yeah, no, it's um, confusing me. It's it's Wayne. I, I forget what led up to it. And he's like talking about different places, and he's like, he's like, oh, this place, da 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 da, da and this place, da da da, da. Delaware, um, Delaware, and like that's it. It's like <laughs> there's nothing to say about Delaware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Delaware yeah. is like the Delaware is like a really boring state. But that's the funny thing about it because they're aren't they the first state? Like wasn't it the first colony to say we're going to be a state? That's why anybody coming out of Delaware is president. <laughs> we're number 1. You're the first state. Uh yeah, the uh uh, the, the the only thing they have going there is their tax. There's, I think there's no state tax. I could kind of do a quick little search to confirm that, but it kind of doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's a great place to set up a corporation because you get you can really skirt a lot of uh, taxes that you know. And that's isn't that what everybody really wants to do? Especially if you're you know rich and successful. I'm sorry. I was looking up where the name Delaware came from. Sometimes I like to think about like where'd they come up with these names? Like where the fuck did New Jersey come from? Or let's Jersey. name this place Colorado. You know, Most, like are they last names or something? Like how does that work out? Oh, there's a Delaware guy. Probably no. from No. No. Um how did Delaware get its name? In 1610, explorer Samuel Argyll named the Delaware River and Bay for the governor of Virginia, Thomas West, Lord de la War. Their state's name isn't even from their state. They're like, we're such a bad state that we got to use our name. Let's get that governor's name over here. <laughs> and then the name came from the river and the bay. So they actually named the state after the river and the bay after Lord De La War. De La oh, Do you think it's like... They should just pronounce it like that for now. On. Like, let's go to... All right, we're going to drive through De New Jersey and we're going to go down the De La War. De La War. De La War. <laughs> There's a problem down in De La War. De La I need you to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to address the problem down in De La War. Delaware, you go and you get your wooden teeth in Delaware. My cousins will meet you with the money in Delaware. <laughs> I like it. That's it. I'm calling it Delaware from now on. And then you drive to Maryland. <laughs> but yeah, that's some of the stupid shit I think about sometimes. Like, where do these names come from? And guess what? Delaware. Is no longer boring to me. I like that name. I, like I get confused that there's a place, uh, former USSR, outside of Russia, part of Russia, called Georgia. 
Yes. And when they talked about it on the news, they're like, oh, Russia's thinking about invading Georgia. And I'm like, God damn, Atlanta. <laughs> like, what? We need to be really concerned about this. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's somewhere over there. And then I'm looking at the map and I'm like, Georgia. Like, what the hell? Is our Georgia named after your Georgia? Like, who, whose Georgia was first? They, they were like, all right, we're done. We're done with communism. We're breaking apart from the USSR. Let's take one of those American state names. It's, we'll be fine. You know, they'll let everybody know we don't want to be part of this communist stuff anymore. Look, we're Georgia, like that one over there. There's probably a whole, like, uh, you know that guy that does those history videos? Oh, what is it called? Do you know? Have you ever seen what I'm talking about? No. no? Oh, no. this guy does this whole uh, explaining, like, world history and events, and it's so funny. And he plays little songs like, and, and oh, God damn it. Uh. I actually, I want to pull this up. So if I, I hate to fuck up the process, but I want to pause for a second here. Um, if that's no, okay. No, no pausing. Is that a, no? Who am I All looking right. up? What's this dude's name? I don't know. It's something history YouTube. This is why I wanted to take like a quick pause to search for it. Cause I, oh, think yeah, we can do that. Then. History, history of the world or something. It's just going to make more sense. And then maybe you could add in a clip of it because he says the most hilarious shit. And he's like, we thought we were stupid. Oh, yeah, it's Bill Wirtz. Yeah, Bill Wirtz does the best videos of world history. History of, like, every year, world wars. He's got nice graphics. There's hilarious, like, little sound effects and taglines they put in. You might even hear him on, like, some TikToks and, and, and reels where people, like, clip uh segments of some of the the things he says it's it's absolutely amazing and and very factual i don't know if he does one about how they name the states or countries or are you going to pull something up which one are you looking Q &A, at here? what's the history of the world once upon a time we were lost in space we still are <laughs> yep there you go perfect yeah, that that's your video. two what's... second to let you know <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's ever there's a bit of information and then it's something funny like that. Then it's real information. Something funny like that. I like it. Probably yeah. would have probably would have paid attention. See, now this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with books and YouTube videos and shit. Um had there been YouTube where it is today, minus all the censorship and all that shit. Um, where, you know, I wasn't big into history in, in school. I hated it. Fucking hated it. Uh, that shit was boring to me. You know, had there been a teacher that taught it well or made it fun, yeah, probably would have enjoyed it. But to me, that shit was just boring. Like, let's read this and let's take a test on it. That shit, fuck that. But... Had there been something like this back when I was a kid and I can learn history this way, probably would, would know way more than I do now about history, which is not much. I, I like videos like this that take it and make it fun. Like, I'll watch engineering videos where they just make it visually interesting. And it's like, this yeah. is how... Uh, this is how the brakes on your car really work, or like these are how these are how engines are actually more efficient. I'm like, I don't need to know this. Like nobody is testing me on this shit, but I'm like sucking it up because it's a really well put together video. To, to be honest, there's a lot of individual content creators in all these different subject matters. They they should be teachers. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that YouTube's paying better. Yep, yep. <laughs> they're they're making way more money off of teaching everybody one bit of knowledge instead of an entire year of things and um honestly if i were a teacher and they would let me do it yeah you remember the show uh i don't uh, they might still be doing it uh drunk history mm -hmm. where where they get a, a comedian or an actor slowly getting drunk telling the story of a historical situation they go into detail about some real things that happen then occasionally make fun of how like how stupid that was being like 
I mean, Hamilton was going to fucking shoot this guy for no reason. <laughs> like, he was just mad at him. <laughs> I love that shit. I think everybody does. It's, it's, that's, I've, I get refresher courses in history from the internet that I wouldn't seek out if it did not exist. It's, uh, call it whatever it is, but that's where we're at. And I, it's only going to become more and more common, right? Input. Input. I need that input. Johnny Pop. Input. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty much, uh, yeah, that's 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 where everybody's at, is just soaking in as much info as you can, whether it be what your friends are up to and eating on Facebook to useless, stupid shit you see on TikTok. But, you know, sometimes uh, when you're even scrolling through TikTok, there's a couple uh, useful gems in there. You know, I, I found out easy ways to uh, put a deadbolt in the door, which, you know, if the time ever came where I needed to put a deadbolt in the door, I got a video saved, ready to go, to show me the ways of putting a deadbolt instead of trying to fucking figure it out myself. I'm starting to get information I'm not even asking for. So I'll go on Instagram and I'll scroll, and all of a sudden there's a guy with a lockpick set, and he's going through different locks. And I'm it's like, a lockpicking lawyer. I love that guy. And I, oh, there's probably a few of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I started watching one and I'm, I'm fully aware of the process with the pins and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's one of those things that, uh, I've never searched for. They don't know I'm going to like it, but when it came up, I'm like, I'm going to hear this you guy out. I'm like, all right, let me see what he's doing. Like, I kind of know what he's doing already. You know, you go through these different tools that set the pins and you break a lock and I'm like, well, let me actually give this a minute. I could give this a minute of my time, and now I know a little bit about lockpicking without ever doing it. Obviously, if I got one, there'd be a learning curve. You know, I'd probably fuck up a couple times, but I know a little bit about lockpicking, and I didn't even ask for it. Yeah. It just, that's that's an entirely crazy thing to realize is happening, too. There's all this, there's a lot of content instructional things information that we're, we're not even necessarily requesting mm -hmm. which is kind of how tv was you know there's here's a commercial here's a tv show that's on at seven deal yeah. with it yeah <laughs> but that's also they they that's that's where you know the algorithm comes in because now they're taking what you've searched for what you've looked for all this and that compile it together all that data and now they're at the point where like they're trying to figure out what you're going to be looking for next or maybe interested in they're like oh radron's into this and this let's show him some lock picks maybe we'll get him with that and oh, they fucking got you with that yeah and then yep. they're like oh we showed him lock picks we showed him chemical reactions we showed him engineering videos let's yep. get him into nuclear training yeah no it's a scary then, thought it's a, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought because they're there, they, whoever, whoever they are, they're starting to learn you better than yourself. Human behavior, like yeah. predictive, predictive analysis. Uh, yeah, it's like or the, they're uh, curating that. They're they're making like through, I guess, manip manipulation of what you like. To hey, you're probably gonna like this, so we'll get you hooked on this. You know what I'm show saying? Like show them, show them something about chlorine reactions. Yeah, I'm like, what? Watch that shit. All right, but, now, now drone drone videos, drone videos, mm. drone videos. Uh, mix it up though. There's a pretty lady. She's just wearing a dress. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're back at it. Carpentry, carpentry, lock picking, rock climbing, snowboarding, lock picking. Wasn't it you who, who was telling me that you purposely don't click on things to fuck with the algorithm so you I won't get things that you like Well, necessarily? I, I, I want to be open. That's just also... Did I just I, put you I, on the spot about something? No. no the I algorithm's wanna, watching. Carefully. I want to I not necessarily curate what I want to see because I'm worried that I'm going to get stuck in a loop 
of if I only like videos of them doing like electronics, electrical and stuff, then I'm only going to see that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose the titties, Mike. (laughs) That's understandable, Rad. (laughs) But the other end of it is uh, like if I actually really like a video, I don't hit that like heart button. I'm speaking specifically on the Instagram reels. Right. I, I don't. It's all connect. It's all the same. It, it's Facebook. It's Instagram. It's yeah. it's whatever. Whether it was TikTok or not, it doesn't matter. I just think the, uh, whatever. That's what I end up flipping through. And uh, yeah, I, I don't want it. You, you do a funny thing, which I think is actually more of a scientific way to go about. It. You have multiple Instagram accounts. Right. For different purposes. Right. Different companies, different projects. Right. So you can kind of, in in that situation. You would want to fire those likes off. Oh, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. Very specific to that niche. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to see everything that's out there. So I'm really nervous about picking one and locking in. Because then they're just going to keep feeding me what they think I want to see. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of many, uh, uh, like a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can pick up a wrench, a paintbrush, yep. electrical climb on the roof and do stuff like that and you know, sports not so much but yeah. recreational activities outdoors i i don't want to narrow any of that shit down well I want yeah the- that's that's funny that you said that because my my instagram accounts like my personal one is a it's lot a- of outdoors shit it, it okay. is a mess but it's it's mainly like a lot of outdoors stuff um shit like that i have one for vr and obviously i get nothing but vr stuff but that's also what i like on there because i know that that's how i want to keep that gram i want to keep it just vr and then you know i have my one for the other project i work on and it i get stuff just for that i have one that I made for us for with Rad and for, with Mike and Rad already getting the name fucked up. Where the hell am I at? Um, with Ram and Dyke. With Ram and. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... Yes. <laughs> yes. And that one, I I pretty much it's it's all like it's like Joe Rogan podcasts and it's other people podcasts and it's all podcast stuff podcast podcast podcast. But yeah, it's it definitely. Um, like they and they gotta know too at the same time because it's not like I'm creating a new Instagram account from a different email. It's all created from the same one. So you can actually mm. branch off your original one and just add a new thing, but you're just making a new name. And it's like, do you want to use the same email address? Like, yeah, fuck it, why not? You know? But from then you think they would wherever you are, start pulling in shit from all your other accounts, but they don't do that yet. Yeah, so conspiracy theories put to rest for now. If they really wanted to fuck with you, you would be on an account that's VR, and then all of a sudden your personal shit would start bleeding through, and you'd be like, you know it's me. Get out of my head, you know? But it's really, it's not that crazy yet. And I don't want to get bushcraft stuff on my fucking VR name, you know what I mean? Like, that's... It's VR for a reason. It's a specific category. I don't yeah. need this other shit. Who do you think I am? Right. But what actually inspired me to uh, not like and favorite things was um, going back to something I think was actually very effective uh, with algorithms, and that was Pandora. So when Pandora came out, uh, I think they actually called it the uh, Music Genome Project or something. You can correct, fact check yes. me on that. I don't yep, know. Nope, if that's you are it. correct. Yep. Okay, so it would take base structures of music and be like, oh, it, like if it's pop and it's like, oh, it's it's 120 beats a minute and there's a, melod- a melody and it's uh, an upbeat tempo. We can craft the whole station around that music. And I went through Pandora, and one of the things you cannot do is specifically pick an artist and just listen to their music. Unless you sit through, this is just going off of how it originally worked. Maybe now you can, or maybe you can pay to do that. Whatever, that's not, uh, this was me messing with the the algorithm built into it. I was like, okay, well, I want, I want a, I want a dubstep station. And I want it to be very specific to a few artists that sound like this. So I would. It very intently 
like and dislike any song that did not fall into what I wanted to hear because I didn't want to get into like dance. I didn't want it to drift into. You can go. It's very broad. Or the the base right. core of their algorithm. It's very broad, and it will drift in order to dial in what that's supposed to be. But I got this one station. It's actually it is the dubstep station. I'm not a huge dubstep person, but I did spend a lot of time experimenting on that one specifically because I know it's a very large genre of electronic music and I have it down to where it literally plays like the same 40 songs on almost a repeat. And they're all very specific songs I enjoy. So that's like, kind of like my workout music. I hit that station on there. I got up to an hour of songs I'm going to listen to that are all very dialed in. And then when I go, I have like, an, for example, another one, I call it my beastie boy station. That one, I did not put as much time into locking down. And it does drift to other 90s, uh, mostly 90s music that's very similar. But I spent a lot of time curating something very specifically, and it was music. As far as reels go, it's so subjective and and transforming and evolving over time that the algorithm is, that's what bothers people, I think. So like an algorithm picking music for you is like almost perfect. Like you want your classical station with the songs that you like featured the most and it drifts a little bit. That's cool. But with video that's being created on a daily basis, it's, it's fucking crazy amounts of input. And I don't want to commit to it yet because it's not like historical. If that makes sense or explains why I do that. Yeah. I'm I'm still looking for what's next and up and coming as far as what's like already been made. If it was like a catalog of historical videos, I think I could start to refine that search and like it. But this is all stuff that's like, it just came out today, 10 seconds ago, yesterday, three days ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have a rough time. Not that I have a rough time. I don't typically watch things that came out like, a month or, you know, I want to watch things that are uploaded hours ago or maybe a day ago. I won't typically go back past five days. I want it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, it kind of depends on what it is, though. Like, I'll go back and I'll, I'll rewatch. Uh, if I find someone like, like a creator, like for a while, I was super into uh, gardening and, uh, doing like an urban garden or even actually making it a business growing like microgreens and like all these really quick growing crops that you can harvest and, and actually feed your family, like homesteading as, as the one end of it. And then the other end of it's like a business end of it. It's like, it's a very quick and easy way to create a, a, a farming business on a very small plot of land. And I found a couple creators and I went back like three, four years and watched their stuff like chronologically and, yeah, so I mean, it really depends on what the subject matter is. I'll do that if 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 I find something and it's like you know, here's where we're at now, and it's like, well, how did you get here? And then I'll go back and I'll watch up until that point. I'll fucking binge watch it. Doesn't matter how long it takes. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like stuff that's, uh, I don't know, relevant to now is is what I want. I don't want to watch something that someone talked about a few years ago about a phone or something or whatever the case may be. Oh, imagine, when it happened imagine, then. Imagine that's somebody's obsession. They're like, I love watching phone reviews from like five years ago. <laughs> I don't doubt that's a thing. Maybe if there, you go There's back, probably a YouTube channel just for that. If you go back far enough, it becomes interesting. But if you go back to like the generation before the current one and you're like watching a review that's not even relevant anymore yeah is where it doesn't make sense so there's like a whole gap of time that goes by where it's like yeah reviews of products from the 80s entertaining reviews of products from last year Waste yeah time yeah yeah last year definitely 80s yeah because you, yeah. you want that you got you need you need at least like a decade or two of a gap I watched start watching them again. a reel about somebody unboxing a Newton 
from like 1990 something i want to say which is like uh the original ipad it's like a pda oh okay yeah yeah yep. with like a lcd screen or something and mm -hmm. i started watching it and then they started to take it out of the box and i'm like i, I don't fucking care i'm not a, i'm not an apple nerd yeah like, i'm over it already but i'm like shit people are people are always doing stuff like that i started getting into these videos that have been popping up they're um like videos going back to like to the 20s maybe not maybe that far yeah but the 20s and they're like restored with like ai and shit and colorized so they like they they flow all nice and shit it's not so choppy and i'll just watch it you know someone will be on like um uh, a fucking um like a trolley and they'll have like old school camera. This we're back in the fucking twenties, and the trolley's just going through a town. It's like you know, New York in the twenties, and you know people are staring at the camera as it's going by and shit, or they're what afraid the hell of is it. That? Yeah, exactly. Like oh, this is alien technology, but it's just so weird. Like I'll just sit there and I'll watch it. I'll be like, this is this is so boring, but it's so interesting at the same time. Like it's it's literally just a camera on the front of a trolley yep. going through it all and you just see people walking and you're like you're watching these like horse and carriages just crossing right in front of the fucking thing you know as it's moving like no one gives a shit oh it's a good time to walk and then like you you jump forward a little bit and now there's cars and stuff and then the cars are fucking winging in and out of the thing and but it's cool to watch that stuff like this is how life was like and then i noticed too that i think i started in the 20s or 30s i can't remember but you can see throughout time how people's like styles and demeanors and shit start to kind of change a bit. You're like, oh, in the 20s and 30s, everybody wore a fucking hat. All right, now we're like the 40s and 50s. There's still people wearing hats, but not so much. Like even the women wore hats in the 20s. Everybody wore a fucking hat. And then you start getting into like the 50s and 60s and the hats slowly you know and then you're you're dressing more relaxed and shit and i'm like that's such a crazy transition to see all these people proper in the 20s wearing fucking full suits and dresses and this and that and then it just slowly changes through time watching these videos total different way but just watching this shit from back in the day is like wow just picking out stuff like that you know like oh like these people are just crossing and not even fucking giving a hand signal that they're going to make a left turn. They're just whizzing through people and dodging shit. And then you can see that slow progression of now there's traffic lights. Now there's, you know, a cop in the middle of the road fucking stopping people and directing traffic. It's it's weird to see that. My my dad, he's done it in the past. He's probably He probably does it every now and then. But when he was a kid, he used to take a train from new brunswick to new york and then at penn station switch trains and then ride the long island railroad all the way to a private school when he was like eight years old or maybe 10 right he was a kid yeah. he would just be like all right go on the train you're going out to the school on the island and he did that for i want to say maybe four or five years you know instead of going like middle school he went out to a private school on the island and uh he, he'll pull up a video of the train leaving Penn Station and running all the way to wherever the town was. It was I think it was just shy of the Hamptons. It's it's like a fucking hour and a half long video. And he'll just watch the train ride for like the same thing you're talking about with the camera on the front of the train. Yeah. He'll just watch it. And like, I remember that. Reliving his days. <laughs> like, I used to sit there as I was a kid. And it's, like, even wacky now, thinking, like, you just sent your kid, like, on a train, like, into a fucking different state, like, 400 miles away. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously it wasn't every day or anything like that. It was Back before. when kids knew how to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Any bushcraft videos. They were bushcraft. It was, <laughs> let me see if I could do the math here, it was probably 1952, I think, when he was doing that. I probably 50s. watched one of those videos on YouTube with your dad on the train. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hat. <laughs> Wait, never yeah. mind. No, the hats, he was, I think. Away. The hats went away at that point. <laughs> no, they were still there. They just were few and far. The women weren't wearing them so much. Like, that was the thing. Like, every, every 10, 20 years, like, the women weren't wearing hats and the kids weren't wearing hats. Starting to, you know, dress a little more casual.
you ever see that picture about the glitch in the matrix where it's a guy in like 1920 and he's got like ray-bans a leather jacket or, or like a t-shirt he had like a t-shirt with like a graphic on it and everybody like a cell else, phone or something or some and they say too? on a cell phone but yeah. the more ridiculous thing is that he's got like the short haircut no hat the the sunglasses and uh um what just looks like uh like a hipster from the maybe 60s or 70s but this was like in the 20s there's that that guy yeah that's the guy i was thinking of yeah i'm i'm looking at the photo it's that shit's doctored to fuck is it dude come on like really is this really a thing that they're trying to teach you you were talking about how during make it bigger during make, make that one bigger during the pandemic they're releasing the fucking um that's right the, the footage for ufos yeah yes. i think that's a little strange oh that's tiny that's awful <laughs> make it bigger and it gets <laughs> Yeah. Now, see, my whole thing with that is, like you said, there was nothing going on. Let's release all this shit. Everybody, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on the idea of of ships from other places coming. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sold that it's from somewhere else, but it people could... think UFO. They're like fucking yeah, aliens out of out of you know out of this world and shit like that. It's when weird. they're they're all they are are just unidentified unidentified flying objects. So they're they're objects that we haven't identified. They could be from fucking Russia, China, Lithuania, Tasmania. They can be from anywhere we just haven't been like oh that's a fucking b-52 bomber you know it's to me that and people freak out like oh my god we don't know what it is it's an alien dude it's probably shit that fucking darper's working on that we're not allowed to know yet <laughs> that's that's how i see it you know part of it for that specific footage that they released it was on the news it's even more wacky that uh what's the dude from blink 182 Tom DeLong, yeah. He started this company called To The Stars. Yeah, yeah. Their name credit was on the video from the Air Force pilot. I know. Uh, I watched, there was a podcast with uh, Steve-O, and Steve-O had him on, and he was talking, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, when you started seeing things on on UFOs coming out, he's like, we were a part of that. We were talking to higher-ups and and this and that and blah, blah, blah. he's been a strong proponent of releasing those types of videos yeah oh yeah yeah and it's that's weird all in itself but the strange thing is when you i watched a a rogan episode where he had that pilot on and he described that it wasn't just like an unidentified object it was something that went from one position to another position in a unexplainable amount of speed and time and then disappeared in this it's not like all right like an asteroid flies by really fast it's like yeah something you know that that, but it did like you know movements and you know they know what the hell they're doing i just thought it was like really strange like we're in the middle of pandemic news is boring as hell and they're just like well that's why hey ufos guess what we we know about them i mean (laughs) that's that's my whole uh... it's the same that's my same take on like fucking bigfoot and and shit like that it's like we have we have all this fucking technology. We made a fucking satellite that's floating in space right now for $10 billion so we can try to see the beginning of, of how, you know, everything started with the Big Bang and all that shit. And you mean to tell me we can't fucking get better footage of these things flying through the sky or, or you know, better footage of this thing walking through woods? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, come on. Come on. We're, we're seeing stars from fucking 13 billion years ago, and we can't see this fucking hairy dude walking through the bushes or these the, the better footage of... Get the fuck... Okay. No. Nope. Not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was a kid. It's just... Yeah. I, I, I believe it a little unless, bit. Unless, unless you presented me with shit like right now, I'm like, no, it's not. I would totally change my mind if you had the evidence that was like, I looked at it and went, 
that is a hairy fucking person. That's got to. There's no other explanation. But until then, I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical on all that shit. Very skeptical. Bigfoot can be explained away in a in a sense. So, in like, <laughs> I'm listening. It, not that it's real, because there's no Bigfoot. But when you're when you have altitude sickness and you start to get lightheaded because of lack of oxygen, you begin to hallucinate. Right. Yeah. There you go. That's Deja it. Deja vu hallucinations. Yeah. And, and honestly, a lot of the people who used to make up stories, they're high on mushrooms. Yeah. Everybody who went in the forest for any reason, like, well, better take the mushrooms because it's going to get boring <laughs> dying in the woods. Yeah. You know, that's like, there's way too much evidence that you're either lacking oxygen or you're getting fucked up in the woods yeah there's no correlation to that so yet yetis that's the origination of yeti yeah. is you're, you're up in these uh i think they call it like the death zone like everest is in the death zone these mountains yeah. where you run out of oxygen part of running out of oxygen there's a whole spread out period of time where you're hallucinating and it's very common for them to imagine um something chasing them um sometimes it chases them to the oxygen and sometimes it distracts them while they're trying to get the fuck down there's a a guy named nims and he does this set he climbs seven of the death zone peaks in like one year it's like a world record the last guy that did it took something like 10 or 20 years to do it and he did it in one year i think i might have that all wrong but he describes that exact situation of, of seeing a Yeti in the mountains due to lack of oxygen. And it was, uh, that shit makes sense. The fact that there's like some humanoid that still has hair and hangs out in like West Virginia or something. Nah. Just want to say thank you everybody for watching this episode of with Mike and rad. And remember everybody donkey punch that like button and subscribe to finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like it. <laughs> Leave it cut and print. Yeah. That's it, folks. We'll see you next week. You're still here. Get out of my house. Yeah. Ah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs>